0: Welcome to Fortress of Faith with Tom Wallace, calling North America to repentance and revival. Well, welcome to 2021. Well, folks, it's a new year. Many of you out there are probably glad to say goodbye to 2020, although I... I saw on Facebook here a few days ago, you know, a person's jumping out of a burning building, uh, hits a trampoline held by, you know, some firemen there, the way this cartoon picture was drawn, and then bounces back into another burning building. Then it had uh, down below 2020 was the first building. The second building is 2021. The caption, jumping out of the fire into the frying pan. What if we look back and how much we hated 2020 and look back and say, you know, a decade from now, man, 2020 was the best of the year of this last decade. We don't really know what's ahead of us, do we? We really don't. And I'm not, uh, in fact, you'll be surprised because I think this message that I want to share with you today is a message of optimism. And yet I, I, I live, I think, I like to think of myself as a realist. To look at the reality of where we are, this new year that we're in, 2021, it's an opportunity to start fresh anew. No matter your past, I love this. What Charles Haddon Spurgeon would uh, would would say: No matter your past, your future spotless. And I love that. And I like uh, the changing of a of a new year, and it means you know, last year, hey. I made some mistakes, uh, things didn't quite work out well, and, uh, but this is a new year, and it gives me an opportunity to start afresh, and I want to encourage you to kind of have an attitude of optimism. Don't limit what could happen to you by a soured attitude. I want to share some scripture with you. Here in a moment on this subject. Advice for starting a new year. And, and I want you to join me in taking and in, in not missing this opportunity. Speaking of missing an opportunity, there's a story I like to tell. It was a young private who was in just, this is World War Two, And he was traveling with his sergeant. He was a, a U.S. Army uh, private. Who was stationed in England, and he was ordered to take a trip with his sergeant, whom he did not like, on a train ride to go pick up some supplies over in Wales. And he was thinking, oh, this is going to be a terrible day. I hate this journey. I've been on it before, and I hate my sergeant. And, you know, it's just uh, he wasn't thinking this was going to be a good day. Well, he gets on the train and in the compartment comes in, sits right across from them a beautiful, gorgeous young lady traveling with her grandmother. And so things are starting to look up, and he knows that an opportunity is about to be presented to him because he's been on this ride before, and he knows that this train is going to enter into a deep, dark tunnel. And as the train enters into the darkness of that tunnel for a few seconds, the following sounds were heard. Smack! Ouch! And then into the light, and everyone was staring into the corners trying to figure out What had happened? Well, the young girl was there thinking, boy, I'm glad he kissed me. (laughs) But I wish my grandmother hadn't slapped him. The grandmother was there, um, uh, there thinking, well, the cheek of that lad kissing my granddaughter. Well, I'm glad she slapped him. And the sergeant was there thinking, well, I can't. I can't blame the lad. I mean, you know, she is kind of pretty and if I was 10 years younger, you know, maybe I might have done something foolish like that, but I can't believe can't believe he kissed her and I hate it that she slapped me. The private was there thinking, "Man, what an opportunity. I got to kiss the girl and slap my sergeant." <laughs> when I talk about don't missing don't miss an opportunity, I'm not talking about that. But uh, what I want to say to you is don't miss this opportunity. We've got an opportunity to make a clean slate, to put aside the old. And no matter how bad 2020 was and whatever happened in 2020, it's gone. It's behind us. Let's not use that as a stumbling block, but rather choose to make it a stepping stone. And I want to share some thoughts with you. Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 through 9, primarily verse number 13, verse that, no doubt, you are familiar with. And we're probably not going to, I'm not going to read all of this to you because of our, because of the time of these broadcasts. But in verse verse number 7, it says, keep your minds. This is a mental process. The Bible says when we get saved, we're to have a new mind, the mind of Christ. I beseech you, therefore, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. And then taking on the mind of Christ to think on these things, the Bible says. And in verse 8, it says, think on these things. That these are things we're to be thinking about Verse uh, in Romans chapter 12, by the renewing of your mind. That's what I was trying to quote earlier, but I didn't quite get there. Um, and so there's, there's some great things here in Philippians chapter 4. And I want to encourage you to read that about keeping your minds to think on these things, to renew your mind uh, there. We often limit our abilities because of our attitudes. The attitudes we choose to have. And some people, I find out that you just can't help. I mean, they just are, everything is a dark day. I mean, it's just raining always in their life. But we do have a choice. We have a choice. And as I've counseled with many people through the years as a pastor, you know, sometimes we don't, we can't help what happens to us some things happen to us that we had no part in it it just it just happened to us we happened to be there maybe someone just attacked us and hurt us or did us wrong treated us unfairly it's not really so much what happens to us we can't sometimes help that but we can help and we can choose how we react to what happens to us. And sometimes if we have the wrong attitude, it can, you know, we we, what was a failure, you know, our failings can turn into a failure if we let it. But when we have failures, because failures will happen, won't they? Someone out there said, you know, if, you, if at first you don't succeed, erase all evidence that you even tried. <laughs> Hardships and failures happen. Mistakes happen. Mark Twain said this, if a cat sits on a hot stove, that's a mistake, right? If a cat sits on a hot stove, he won't sit on a hot stove again. will he? going to learn his lesson. But the cat won't even sit on a cold stove either. So in other words, that failure, that, you know, that failing out there causes us to not even do try again. Our attitude can make a big, big difference. There was a time that it was believed, people's attitude, that certain things could never be achieved. Back in 1936, Johnny Weissmuller, you know him as Tarzan. Remember that, you know, Tarzan character there, swimming and... He held over 50 records in swimming. He was a champion. No one thought you could ever break his records. But by 1972, his records were simply the qualifying standards for anyone to enter into the Olympics. Today, even 13-year-old girls are breaking what were his greatest achievements, his records. Remember Roger Bannister? It was once believed that it was impossible for the human body to run a mile in under four minutes. And it was just considered, that can't be done. And But some people were determined to break it. Roger Bannister did. He broke it. He broke the four-minute mile. Well, it's interesting that once someone did it, then they realized attitudes changed. It can be done. And a year later, six other people ran a four-minute mile mile. Today, there's at least over 336 men who have broken the four-minute mile. Attitudes can make a huge difference. And so this year, don't let your attitude limit you. Think on these things. And I want to bring you to verse 13. Verse 13, I think, is really the key, and I've kind of missed it, and I I need to get to that. In Philippians chapter 4, verse 13, probably the most popular verse in the book of Philippians. I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. You may not be able to stand and deal with some of the heartaches and the difficulties and And the stuff that is going to come to you this year. But you can through Christ. I can do all things. And so this mind uh, that we must have. Verse 7, keep your minds. Verse 8, think on these things. What? Verse 13, I can do all things through Christ. So your attitude, your thinking can make a difference attitude is that well you can't that's that pessimism and it will limit you what are you what do you allow to limit to you? are you blaming you, the environment you're in well you know it's good for you to talk you're from a preacher's family you're a preacher and you know all that things all those things work for you but it don't work for me not in my environment what's limiting you in your thinking you can choose to change. Your thinking. You may not be able to change, by the way, your family, the environment, but you can change change your attitude about the environment that you're in. What are you blaming? Are you blaming your environment for your failures and you know why things aren't good and so on? There, are you blaming? The lack of opportunities, well, yes, yeah, it's, it's okay for them. They're wealthy. They were born with a silver spoon in their mouth. Or it was good for him. It's okay for him. He's got all the talent in the world. Or this, it's okay for this person. He's had all the education opportunities. Change your thinking. Instead of blaming your lack of opportunities, blaming your environment on those things, change your attitude, change your thinking. i close with this. Edward Guest. Somebody said that it couldn't be done, but with a chuckle he replied, Maybe it couldn't, but he would be the one who wouldn't say no till he tried. So he buckled right in and with a trace of a grin on his face, if he worried he hit it, he started to sing and he tackled the thing that couldn't be done, and he did it. Somebody scoffed, Oh, you'll never do that, at least no one has ever done it. But he took off his coat and took off his hat, and the first thing he knew that he'd begun it. With a lift of his chin and a bit of a grin without any doubting or quit it, he started to sing and talk to the thing and that couldn't be done, and he did it. There are thousands to tell you it cannot be done. There are thousands to prophesy failure. There are thousands to point out to you one by one the dangers that wait to assail you. But just buckle right in with a bit of a grin. Then take off your coat and go to it. Just start into sing as you tackle the thing that cannot be done. And you'll do it. God bless you. Join us again tomorrow at the Corner of Truth and Courage.